Welcome to Lights in the Sky podcast episode 64, casual chat about uncasual things. I'm Luke. And a Tommy. Have you ever been in a 64th episode before? If I ever had a 64? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see how it treats us. Um, we're back to our old rhythm of one a week. So these episodes are coming in thick and fast. Thick and fast, as right. they famously say. <laughs> um, anything paranormal happened to you this week? Um, no. Ask me. Did anything paranormal happen to you this week? I had a brush with the paranormal this week. What? Yeah. You brushed up against paranormal? Mm-hmm. Did it leave a mark, a stain? <laughs> uh, on my... <clears throat> stain on my... <laughs> stain. <laughs> uh anyway <laughs> i can't think of the word stain, stain on, on my psyche stain on your soul <laughs> potentially yeah <clears throat> so um sorry i'm a real clearing throat mood right here just enjoying it a lot and i've done it twice <laughs> and i'll hopefully stop doing it so um without a word of a lie uh the place that i work for has a factory which produces product and I'm pretty pally with the person who runs the call center, and they are a listener. Because you work for B&J Sex Toys Limited, is I that right? don't. Oh. Um, who do you work Is their motto, thick and fast? Thick and fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Very good. <laughs> um, so, the... Yeah, I'm pretty uh, close with the um, call center manager who know, who listens to the show. Uh, one of the things that I do for my job is I listen to a lot of phone calls to get to know what the customers are thinking, feeling, what their processes so are. when they say this phone call may be recorded for training or something or other purposes. Um, that's something or other. Oh. Um, so uh, imagine my surprise when he comes over and says, I've just taken a phone call about a UFO. What? And he had answered the phone on his mobile and it was a customer telling him about a ufo so he had the he had the clarity of vision to get them to ring back onto on these main phones that the call is recorded <gasps> what i don't have the recording here because i think that might breach yeah something. i think it would yeah <laughs> but, i was about to say are we are you about to get fired <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but i can um recount what was said in the phone call um so there's a woman who lives across the road from this factory um, and she said that for the past three months, she's been observing um, flying saucers, UFOs, and egg-shaped craft um, above the factory, um, dropping bright yellow orbs into into somewhere in the region of our complex. What? Um, for the past three months. Is it as in like where you works factory type mm. of thing? Yeah. Like they called us to let us know what was the going on in our factory. <laughs> called us to let us know what was going on in our factory. Okay. Um. So yeah, for the past three months, they've been watching these craft supposedly drop um something into our factory, which um uh the reason she finally called was because one of these orbs was illuminated bright yellow. And she thought it might combust some of the materials that we have in our factory. Um, she uh, recalled um, seeing uh, what we'd probably know as vapor trails, 
but she said that that was uh, runoff from the atomic energy from these craft. Mm. Without a word of a lie, this is what this person said. Looking a bit sus now. (laughs) Um, And she also is less likely to be a uh, (laughs) a sane (laughs) factual (laughs) account of. Um, Well, this might push you over the edge. Uh, She also believed that maybe it wasn't from out of this world. It was actually just the North Koreans. So, So she's called Air New Zealand. And she's called the airport and she's called the police, um, all of which said that um, the next time she calls, they might be a bit busy to answer her phone call, which which leads me to believe she's been blocked. Um, But yeah, I listened to this recording a few times and and this this woman, she sounded, you know, she was very clear and concise in what she was saying. If you were having a conversation about anything else, you wouldn't suspect anything. I was about, I was about to ask that. So did she give the impression that she was a kook or that she was an upstanding member of society? Well, um, as far as, you know, diction, literacy, all of that, um, 100% fine. It was just the content of what she was saying. Because if she'd and said something about, you know, I saw something above use factory, like I would have been like, no. nah. No, nah. proper grammar. Yeah. Good England. Um, oh, um, slip up on your part just there. Oh, uh, good English. Got it. <laughs> Second time, lucky. Um, so yeah, the um, customer center manager or call center manager um, slipped in a uh, line about how we take these matters very seriously, um, and you know, rest assured, we've got all the health and safety measures in place for if there was any kind of combustion, um, we would know how to handle it. Um, once word of this phone call got around the business, um, one of the other staff members recognized, uh, the location of where this lady said she was and lives nearby and said that she's often seen in an IT staring up at the sky above the factory. So, oh dear. <laughs> so yeah, that was my brush with the paranormal. It was amazing. It's talk of the town. It's incredible. That's, yeah. um, these I'm, orbs were coming in thick and fast. Thick and fast. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I I personally haven't seen any. Um, in New Zealand didn't. Uh, They're too busy with that bloody impossible burger. Yeah, <laughs> too Zealand. distracted by the uh, fake meat to to pay attention to it. Exactly. Um, and um, she also mentioned that um, uh, the. She asked if we had any like air scanning equipment at the factory that we could just check if there was anything there. To which we were like, "No, nah, man, it's a Dilbert factory." <laughs> so, <laughs> do you think maybe you can get some anti-aircraft guns, maybe like I, um, you know, armed with dildos to <laughs> harpoon these things down? I think coming over, you could tell her that, you know. We could tell her that dildos are very aerodynamic. Um, so easily take down one of these uh, dodgy egg-shaped craft. What I can say is that the call center manager was extremely professional and very accommodating, mostly because. I think they had the foresight to know that I'd really want to know about it <laughs> um, and trying to eke as much out of, she, out of her as he could. Um, How long did this call go on for? Eight minutes. Eight minutes. Eight minutes and three seconds. Is she expecting some sort of follow-up? Or? So here's the thing. I think because everyone else has said, don't call here, and <laughs> the call centre manager was so receptive, I bet you he, she rings back yeah. at a certain point. So I'm waiting to see if there's any follow-ups. Well, when she calls back, let's get her on the show. 
Yeah. Just invite her to say, oh, look, I've got a colleague who has a uh, sort of a paranormal-themed uh, podcast, like radio show. Um, Would she find that insulting? Being like, well, it's not paranormal, it's normal. Well, it is It is. It is. as paranormal as that, you know, egg-shaped carafe doing wheeze on a factory <laughs> is not normal. But, um, yeah, let's get her on. <laughs> um, yeah, he does have a phone number because it's cool on a cell phone but <laughs> yeah again i don't know if he's allowed to let us know what that is without breaching something but yeah that was my story of a brush with the it's paranormal one of the better tales uh, Good, of, right? of, of paranormal brushiness mm-hmm. that we've had thank you thanks for that that's really good <laughs> um the work the best i had is i ordered breakfast in my hotel room for thursday morning and it didn't turn up <laughs> <laughs> I put the card on the door. <laughs> the card was collected. Hmm. Breakfast didn't show up. Yeah, the card was binned. Um, did you do anything weird to annoy people like you, like I normally suspect of you? Had a good room though. Had a good corner room with a big corner balcony. It's Where really Auckland? Good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Really Overlooking good. the what they call the Oasis Courtyard, mm. <laughs> which just has a lot of grass on it. <laughs> But in South Auckland, <laughs> kind of is an oasis. So, brilliant. You um, don't have family members and, and people camping out and homeless freedom people camping. living and living in it. Yeah, <laughs> freedom camping in the courtyard. <laughs> it's an oasis. Brilliant. Um, shall I? I know we're kind of pushed for time because um, I was waiting for a card to back up, and so we ended up watching Tom Green videos. Really good on the PA. <laughs> Tom Green on the PA system. Yeah, it started with. Uh, Freddie got fingered quotes. <laughs> yeah, because I said, don't touch my shoulder. <laughs> and I don't know whether that was something that was on something or whether it was just something that you had said and became something. Yeah, yeah. Don't touch my shoulder. I feel like it's a Tom Green thing. Yeah, it does anyway, It does feel like a Tom Green. Blast from the past. I think there's one that I used to say a lot was about no massage, where he would reach over and touch you and you would say, no massage. Oh. And I think that's something that may have been an original. The massage-related one for me was... Always, please leave a massage. It was the Ricky Gervais from yeah. the UK office. <laughs> oh, oh no, he's down. He's down. It's just the no massage would be someone would reach over and just sort of touch you and be like, no massage. And they're like, oh, sorry. It feels like a Seinfeld bit. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. I think you're thinking of uh, no soup no for soup you. No soup for you, yeah. Yeah. She watched some um, Seinfeld on my on Amazon Prime on my uh, on on the flight back last night. Oh, nice! I'm still um, getting through All or Nothing on Amazon Prime and loving it. Very good. The NFL seasons, nothing paranormal about that. No. Um, probably not even worth mentioning. <laughs> this, this, yeah, this whole conversation. Literally, should be no one cares. <laughs> yep. If only we had a way to erase it. Let's get into uh, my tale or tales for the week. Oh, okay. So um, far, you've enthralled me. <laughs> it's, it's the paranormal activity's been coming thick and fast so again i've done this before where i have three short stories or three uh, last time i think was three <clears throat> photographs and you had to spot the um non-debunked faked photograph um, in this case i've got three stories they are not too long just so you just so you know i'm thinking about um doing something very similar in coming weeks Oh, stealing my format. Yeah. Which is kind of stealing Walt Flanagan's format of one true three. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> it's like, oh, I like this. I'm not sure it'll be three. It might be there'll be a, a couple. 17? It's more like some will be true, some will be false, and you got to pick which ones are the ones that were true. Cool. 
Um, I'm all for it. But again, it's all paranormal stuff, so who knows if it's really true anyway. <laughs> it's a little bit of that. <laughs> it's the, I guess, paranormally respected. Pick yeah. the paranormally respected. So the ones I've got is pick the one that I didn't write. <laughs> doesn't okay. mean it's true because we're yet to kind of determine that, you know, like most paranormal things, but I wrote two of these. so Exactly. So we'll pick the one that's paranormally respected. <laughs> okay. Cool. It's a new term, actually. I think it's going to catch on. Mm-hmm. Catch on thick and fast. All right. Um, do we have a theme song for three games? Uh, should we go? Do you want to play a new game? Because Walter says you do. Going to tell us three no, no, things, no, 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 but no, only no, no. one is now true. Now you're stealing the theme song as well. <laughs> do you think you can for me? Because it's time to play Paranormal 1 through 3. <laughs> okay, we go 3 Paranormal, 3 Paranormal, <laughs> see how they're told, can you guess which is false? <laughs> Something paranormal, paranormally respected maybe. Um, you are telling me things and I am listening. So just so that I don't piss anyone off... Um um uh, people should go to patreon.com and subscribe to tell them steve dave's patreon for five dollars a month for a bunch of awesome content um and if you feel like it contact me if you want to send me money too are you a patron i am a patron of patreon absolutely you can't steal content like that and not pay them <laughs> <laughs> no i'm kidding i'm kidding um okay let me just jump right into it before i bury myself ready Here's story number one. South Africa's famous blue train is just what it sounds like. A beautiful blue train. It builds itself as a window to the soul of South Africa and gives you a literal window into the ever-changing 1,000 miles of countryside that stretch between the coastal city of Cape Town and the inland capital Pretoria. The blue train is outfitted with elegant bed linen, marble floors and gold fittings in the bathroom and cocktails, high tea and cigars. Uh, can be had on board however during the slow crawl along along the 600 kilometer journey between pretoria and cape town there have been sightings of a person who have left passengers confused startled and even terrified the first sighting of what became known as the blue train man was at the turn of the century blue trainman blue trainman of blue trainman (laughs) a printer's apprentice had a carriage to himself as he was making the journey to the coast to meet relatives immigrating from England. During this time, he said a man... Why does he need a carriage to himself for that reason? I guess it's just not a busy day. He's coming back with them. (laughs) No, no. The... the, Does it... Okay. Maybe. (laughs) It's a weird thing. There's just not many people on the train, I guess. Okay. Um, I'm just saying it's pretty lucky to have a carriage to yourself. That's pretty nice. But I guess it encourages Blue Trayman to make an appearance because there's no one else around. The coast is clear. During this time, he said a man in a cap, clutching his side, sat opposite him, never making eye contact with him, but speaking deliberately and ominously about the track being washed out near Colesburg. When the boy started to speak back to him, the man simply vanished. The boy recalled this to the conductor, who reported his demeanor as urgent and visibly perturbed. The next sighting Has anyone of, ever been described as visibly perturbed? Just did. The printer's apprentice. <laughs> the next sighting of the man was enough to unsettle even the hardy and gruff blue-collar locomotive operator, Hans Michael. Mikkel? 
Mikel. M-I-K-E-L. It's a little bit um, derogatory to call them blue collar. Just reading what's in front of me. You may have written it, though. <laughs> I may not have. <laughs> well, I'm going to say this one you didn't write because you've insulted blue collar <laughs> workers and declined it was you. So, Hans was located in the front carriage alone at dusk as, this tr- as the train snaked its way through the town of Makileketla. <laughs> sure you nailed that. Towards the crossing of the Kleinvet River. As the train left the town and was gathering momentum, a stern knock was heard on the engine room door. Hans called for them to enter, however nobody complied. Hans assumed it was nothing and returned his gaze to the endlessly approaching railway lines. What happened next was enough to cause alarm. Hans reported hearing a key in the lock and the door clicking shut. He rushed to the door in distress and his fears were confirmed. He could no longer open the door. He immediately began causing quite a stir raising the ire of a conductor in the next carriage who was able to open the door with no fuss to reveal a very disturbed Michael. 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 (laughs) I'll never get it. I'll never get it. The last sighting of the man was in 1954 in the months leading up to the train's major renovation. The man appeared at one end of a mostly empty carriage and sat staring out the window looking dejected and alone. Oh. As he was approached by one patron, possibly of Patreon, he simply <laughs> what vanished. What tier was either five dollar a month? Do you think five dollar tier? Five dollar tier. A lot of content it's for five dollars. A lot of content for five dollars. Yeah, <laughs> but I guess if a lot of people get on and do that five dollar tier, that's good value. It is good value. Lots of people getting that good value. As he was approached by one patron from Patreon, he simply vanished from sight, never to be seen again. Six weeks later, the train's three main engines switched to electric power, leaving behind the original locomotive engine and the blue, tra- blue train man, blue trainman, train thank you, in tow. Thus ends the first one. Okay, so the guessing is: was this you or was this me? Wait, <laughs> just realise what you're quoting, and no one's going to get it. Move on. So, was that you or was that otherwise who wrote that? Yes. So, would you... So, just stop it here, stop it here, stop it here, stop it here. Stop it here. The tale tale that you're going to tell that is yours, did you make it up completely or did you... There's two that I did. (gasps) Out of these, there's one that's real. No, one that's... What is the word? paranormally respected yes yeah one of these stories is paranormally respected the others are completely me not just adapted from something else oh okay so you made it up from just the from from my imaginative little brain from your noodle yeah okay happy well this first one was very (coughs) offensive to the blue collar community (laughs) so um if you did make it up i i'm disappointed in you cool i'm giving nothing away (laughs) Um, shall I move on to the next one? Yeah. Happy with that one? Yep. We'll see how offensive you get in the next one. <laughs> see what uh, minority group you want to offend this time. During the long marches of the Great War, soldiers would... N- so meaning World War One, I, I guess, the Great War. Unless it's Boer War, which I know is a favourite of are, yours. Yeah, we are a big Boer War podcast. <laughs> we actually think we're going to release our, our, I think our 100th episode will be a Boer War special. During the long marches. I don't marches. know how it's going to be paranormal, but <laughs> there was actually a paranormal Boer War thing we read in Strange once, wasn't there? 
Wasn't it? They had to try and find something, and they found it after the Boer War. The son or something died in the Boer War. Oh, uh, yeah, there, there was a mention which set you off. <laughs> Boer War mentions are coming in thick and fast. They are coming in thick and fast. <laughs> like a blue train. I might have a wee search while you're reading the, uh, uh, the first You're not allowed bit. to Google my no, 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 for Boer War Paranormal. No, because what if it's to do with this? No, it's not. Close your laptop. Close it. Uh, hold on a second. Close it. Boer War Paranormal. Close I just want to see if anything comes up, and I won't even look. <laughs> then what's the point? How will you know what comes up? Uh, nothing came up. Close it. This isn't to do with the Boer War anyway. <laughs> During the long marches of the Great War, not the Boer War. Yeah, so why would you care if I searched it? <laughs> and to be honest, something did come up. <laughs> I just didn't know what it was. Brilliant. During the long, so I can actually look at it now. Oh, come on. No you, no, you can't because we're halfway through a show. No, I closed it. I closed the tab. Now I can't look at it. Okay, the Boer War special is coming up, folks. <laughs> Wait for that. During the long marches of the Great War, soldiers would be known to become delirious and even hallucinate due to fatigue. This would result in stories of pe- people claiming to see loved ones, enemy soldiers, and even pets in a phenomenon soldiers would call marches madness or the crazies. However, over time... There were some sightings of a woman that bore remarkable similarities. Bore? Got it. <laughs> That's why you couldn't uh, search for it. Okay. <laughs> the sightings of this woman quickly spread through the ranks of the British military and became known as the Ditch Dame. Ditch being the colloquial term for trench among the British soldiers. It's not a very flattering name. So again, you've... Uh, <laughs> Her appearance is said to be mesmerizing. Often only one soldier at a time would see her, but her gaze would rarely break from the witness, beckoning him to help, or at times acting seductively to lure soldiers toward her. Her clothing has been described as impressively white. Considering the nature of the surroundings, this led some soldiers to speculate that she was the ghost of a nurse who may have passed away in one of the earlier combats during the conflict. So checking your phone. I keep getting vibrations and I'm wondering if it's um, something to do with the Boer War. <laughs> I'll be back on. Your vibrations are coming in thick and fast. I'm like, just in case the Boer War is back on, I want to be first to know. One account came from a soldier who was found alone, shaken and malnourished on a long forgotten front. The war had already passed by the area and the front had advanced. However, two officers travelling with a resupply mission found the soldier... And he recalled the tale of a woman in white who appeared to be in distress. She was calling out to the soldier who broke formation to rescue the seemingly distressed woman, mentioning that she appeared in a carriage with a broken axle severely listing to one side, with horses bolting. The, so- the soldier saw her waving what looked like a white handkerchief in his direction and calling for help. As he ran toward her, he heard an incoming bombing raid jumped into a ditch very near the carriage. When he emerged from the ditch, the woman was nowhere to be seen and his company had been obliterated. Mm. Don't look on my face. <laughs> He's trying to judge. <laughs> Stop judging my face. Yeah, just look at your stance. Is it a truthful... No, get your hands <laughs> off your nips. I can't stand that. Stop looking at my stance. <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> this should go on the Instagram page. It's more because <laughs> it's more because the um the, the setup here I've got holding the microphone up. It's not quite tall no. enough, so I'm having to so kind of splay my legs to get down yeah, to the yeah. right yeah. level. So uh, mic case, mic case, 
Eurotrip and Curb Your Enthusiasm Season 6 on DVD. Good, good show. As well as propping up the mic. Do you know that um, Larry David, <clears throat> now that he's divorced his wife, has to pay her half his uh, income and earnings for Curb? You know, all future earnings too? Really? Yeah, it's a bit rough, eh? He got, he got dudded in that deal. Yeah. Although half the stories might involve her. Exactly. And uh, yeah. <laughs> also, you're on the side now. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> like I know. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I know. Yes. I, Precisely. Yeah. A affirmative. <clears throat> um. So two okay. stories in. Two stories deep. <clears throat> Ready. Any inclination? I'm thinking the first one maybe truthful because you insulted a, a group of work workers truthful but i insulted them um because it insulted them well you spoke it you spoke the words <laughs> i see what you're saying um you're trying to stitch me up yeah okay. and there was a blue man in it and you didn't instantly say bloomin <laughs> brilliant so i head blue, into the, the blue trainman blue trainman yeah First name Blue, last name Trainman. Shall I dive into the third and final? Okay, yep. The Diamond Restaurant was once a hustling, bustling place located near St. Louis along Route 66. However, like many diners, motels and casinos along the famous highway, its fate was sealed and new highways saw its ultimate demise. The owners of the Diamond Restaurant built a new location closer to the new highway, which ironically has since been torn down, while the original site remained open as a truck stop and restaurant. See, oh. that is irony, and you love irony, so I'm thinking you might have written this one. Okay. Um, albeit largely to drifters and characters of ill repute. In the 1970s, stories of ghosts first began to emerge from the truck stop. Employees and customers began telling of being touched by unseen hands. Now, that's perverse, and I know you're a kinky you know, weirdo. Perverse. You're a kinky weirdo, and <clears throat> yep, anyway. Uh, hearing voices and seeing shadowy figures that shouldn't have been there. Over the course of the next two decades, these accounts continued, and soon people reported seeing apparitions in dimly lit rooms. Objects move about on their own, lights and appliances turned on and off. Staff members told of frequent sightings of a man wearing a plaid shirt and tan pants that would appear and disappear at random. So that sounds like you, which makes me think that this may be a story you made up. Plaid shirt and tan pants is what you often wear. <laughs> um, like a hipster. Yeah. <laughs> the hipster ghost here. Yeah. The French tuck <clears throat> in the front there. By the way, speaking of that, have you started watching Queer Eye? <laughs> No, because I was I, I was I was I was looking on Instagram last night and I saw that your good wife had liked some queer eye posts. Oh, and I'm thinking she must. I wonder if she dragged you into it. No, I don't think she's even watched it. Oh, really? Yeah, she's big on it. <laughs> she's not online. She is. <laughs> she isn't. She's big online. Okay. Let me carry on. <laughs> um, your accusations are coming in. Her thick likes and fast. are coming in thick and fast. <laughs> For queer eye, yeah. <clears throat> Put your phone away. This I'm is... just going to show you what what I'm talking about here. But you're not going to be able to find it. I can right your away. Feed will up will have updated, and now you're just wasting my time and every one of our listeners' <laughs> times, and okay. probably my time again if I ever listen to this too. 
You're not going to be able to find it. I'll be able to find it straight away. You you haven't. <laughs> straight away would have been when I have first said put it, it away. Straight away. Because I am very good at this. <clears throat> and I am finding stuff. There. There we go. It's, a, it's an Instagram thing. Yeah. Mm. Well, you can have this phone back at the end. <laughs> See, I told you the missus was big on it. The good wife is big on queer eye. <laughs> All right, let me get into my stance again. Okay. And carry on. Um, I just thought she may have dragged you into watching it. It is truly magical if you've not watched it. Not, I'm not watching it. Oh, it is truly magical. Others Please claim, watch it. Others claim to see the spirits of a man and a woman that were covered in blood, leading some to believe that this may have been the spectral reenactment of a murder from the building's past. Now, spectral incursions is a um, a section of Get Me Some Strange. <laughs> and I'm feeling that if you've written this, you may have got a bit of inspiration from that. So Inspirado? I'm just saying that that may be a window to the uh, your thinking. In the 1990s, the stories began to get even more abundant. Local residents claiming that the ghosts of the building were actually spilling out of the place and haunting other nearby places. They claimed that ghosts had infect- infested their homes and were coming in thick and fast. <laughs> and that a hitchhiker was now being picked up on the surrounding roadway who would vanish out of the car without even opening the door. He always asked to be dropped off at the truck stop before he disappeared. In time, competition from from more modern, safer truck stops finally closed the doors of of this truck stop and its restaurant. The place remains today a ghost in its own right, a vacant and abandoned building of what it once was. See, that's well written. I like that. But I think you wrote it. I think you wrote that one. Okay. So that's the one you're going with? That you wrote? Yeah. You're saying I wrote the Route 66? Yeah. Okay, so that's going to rule out one of them. Yeah. Which other one do you think I wrote? So we've got the Blue Train Man in South Africa. The, what did they call her? Trench. The Ditch Dame. Ditch Dame. From World War I. And you're saying that I wrote the Truck Stop route 66 i think you did just because there are a couple of terms in there that i've heard you say before or may have been influenced say like get me some strange okay what terms spectral (laughs) spectral yes okay anything else that Um, gave it away america route 66 it's kind of something that you'd be quite into okay you know i'm i'm thinking that cool feel on that so which of the other two do you think i wrote so one or blue train man well, oh. well, if you if you wrote the first one, you're a sexist, a racist, <laughs> a homophobe. No, I'm not saying that. You just uh, you class you, you said negative things about blue collar workers. Okay. Um. So there's you know there's that negative part there. Um, <laughs> second one though, you you do like your your wars. You're big on the wars. <laughs> well, I don't like war. Um, don't pigeonhole me. Band like of that. Brothers, as we've said often before. World War Two. Big on Band and of American, Brothers. And American, not English. Yeah, big, big on, big on, but you're big on Band of Brothers. Yeah. And also, you know, maybe I like, I'm just big on Spielberg. Yeah. And Hanks. You know, I like Boer War. You know, I'm big on that. 
Don't put your finger in there. Oh, You'll sorry. stretch it. Go on without without <laughs> saying what it is. It. Without saying what I've it stretched is. the hole. Go on. <laughs> if you can think what Tony put his finger in and stretched, <laughs> tweet us and we'll send you a prize. Yeah. <laughs> Carry on. Um. Whereas there's there was I'm thinking if you did write the one about um, South Africa. Then mm. there were some. There was a couple of na- place names that you stumbled over. So maybe you researched them mm-hmm. and did it on purpose to trick me, or you were just reading it. So, so my gut says that you. The first one is um, a real. First one is the blue train man. You're picking as the paranormally respected story. That is maybe what I'm going to say. <laughs> okay. Cool. So this one, Lynn, that one's the the. That's the it's the paranormally respected and the uh, ditch dame is one you wrote. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with that. Okay, locking it in. Yep. Let me dive in here and reveal these in true Walt Flanagan style. Okay, here we go. So I can results coming that... in thick and fast. <laughs> I can admit that. Um, this is the first time we've doctored an episode title, so we don't have to think of one at the other end. <laughs> the tweets about this show might come in thick, thick and, and fast. fast as well. <laughs> it's such a disgusting term. The World War One ditch dame. Yep, I did indeed write. Golf clap, golf clap. So well done on that. The Blue Train Man. Yep. <laughs> Which you're saying is the paranormally respected story. Mm-hmm. I did right. <gasps> <laughs> this is a clap for me. Yeah, it's a clap for I've you. totally fooled you. <laughs> the paranormally respected story was the story of the uh, diamond restaurant on Route 66, which is completely haunted. Um, and this one I found on... Um, the Facebooks and you can just so that I can plug the right people so that we're not ripping anyone off. If you search on Facebook for at author TT, um, that'll take you to, um, a guy called at author TT. If you, if you search at author TT or take you to a guy called at author TT. <laughs> um, it's from a yep. book that yep. um, is called Weird Highway, Missouri, um, which has a bunch of uh, history and hauntings of uh, Route 66. Um, we might find that and um, get me some strange book. I'll also post a link to the book where you can buy these things at squareup.com slash store slash American dash hauntings dash inc. Um, and there's a bunch of bunch of uh, books on there which actually look quite cool. Dead Men Do Tell Tales, I Want to Come Home Tonight, One Night at the Biograph, Fear the Reaper, etc., etc. It's basically a um, a author um, who has researched a bunch of these things and uh, written books, and this is one of his books. <clears throat> Sound cool? Very good. Um, it was a good story, number three. So. Um I'm disappointed you didn't write it, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty happy with the other ones. Yeah. I showed these to um, to my wife as well, and she didn't get the right one either. Someone who knows me that well. What did she think was um, 
She went the same as you. Really? She thought that the train was was the one. So by throwing in that offensive terminology, um, you threw people off. So I guess you probably should apologize. I'm just, just saying. Me? Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> no? No, I'm not going to. So did you, oh, actually, I know what you did. You said blue man, knowing, or blue train man, knowing that I would be <laughs> now thinking Now you're trying that. to unpack it. Yeah. No, that's my contribution to this week's show. That's really good. I think, actually, that's, you might have earned yourself two weeks off. Thank you. Yeah. Really? Yeah. One week off. One uh, show off or two shows off? No, anyway, because I have two shows off for that. <laughs> You've got two stories in the bank? Uh, I think the week after I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> But you said two shows off, so I'll hold you to that. Yeah, we'll cancel the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, cool. That's my. That's me. That's brilliant. I think that's um. Yeah, it's made up for your lacklustre performance today. No, that's just <laughs> hey, such a horrible. It's a horrible thing to the, say. Um, yeah, it was actually quite fun. I think that was. Uh, yeah, that was good. I'd be um, interested. To I see think whether... I'm quite good at it. Yeah, you are. You should uh, <laughs> maybe go on a course or something. <laughs> I don't need to go on a course. Oh, stick her in here. Oh, that's probably a bookmark. <laughs> For some reason. Okay, so this is um, leading us into the maybe final... A ha- maybe a half-day course would be quite good for you. You can achieve a lot in a half-day course. Yeah. Then you'll finally be able to write for the show. The knowledge comes in thick and fast on a it half-day does. course. It does. Well, it has to. you only got your four hours. We're going to move thick and fast into the final segment of yep. the show we call Get Me Some Strange. That's the music starting. Thank you. This is the segment uh, where we take the 1982 Reader's Digest version of Mysteries of the Unexplained. Tony will flick to a random page, I'll tell him when to stop, and we'll read one of the paranormal tales on the page in front so of just, us. So just for the listeners, Zach, do you think this is a hardcover book or a paperback? It sounds thick, and it was a fast knock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Okay, I'm going to flick, and the speed will be at what? medium pace yeah not thick and fast <laughs> I missed a trick there yeah that's, that's right okay no medium I'll do it it's slow I thought that was medium it's slow okay that's a good medium pace stop I had, I had just enough time to say stop then <clears throat> We're definitely in a UFO. UFO? Yep. Another one? That's typical of you, but go on. <laughs> so, um, I might go this one here. It's right in front of me, and it sort of um, seems uh, perfectly spaced. Beautiful. Let's begin. Some interesting traces were found of a UFO landing in the Transylvanian Alps, Romania on the night of September 27, 1972. This has been Transylvania. It sounds spooky. Mm. An elderly night watchman... Or vampire. ...from the parish of Posetti had seen a mysterious object moving through the sky and then settling down on the hillside. Oh, it can't be easy to land on the hillside because it's all, you know, slopey. you got to use your, like, your clutch and your handbrake. Yeah, at the same time do a, a hill start. Yeah. The next morning, villagers went to the place where the watchman thought the UFO had landed and found a cornfield with a clump of cornstalks bent over about three and a quarter feet from the ground. The patch of bent corn formed a circle about 
20 feet in diameter. Sorry, I'm not converting these. I'm not, uh, I'm not converting these. 20 feet is about 40 meters. <laughs> sounds wrong. <laughs> too thick? Too fast? <laughs> way too thick, way too fast. <laughs> um, the patch of bent corn formed a circle about 40 meters or 20 feet in diameter. <laughs> and in the center of the circle was a narrow, 8 foot deep cylindrical hole, apparently bored thick and fast into the earth. The eight feet is a, is roughly twenty centimeters. Thank you. Radiating from it were three evenly spaced blind long mice triangular imprints in the soil. The local peoples received the impression that a rounded object with three ground supports had dropped into the cornfield. Thick and fast. An investigating team from Bucharest University arrived a few weeks later. Ugh. They're not organised there to be a bit quicker. <laughs> Thick and slow. Yeah. They measured the imprints, photographed the site, studied the topography, and took away 20 samples of soil and vegetation for analysis. The investigators concluded that some very heavy object had indeed landed. Thick and fast. <laughs> resting on a three-footed pad. Since the corn had not been flattened, it was assumed that the body had been about a yard off the ground. Convert, please. Um, 60 metres. Thank you. Wow. Tall. Um, the UFO must have made a vertical landing and takeoff between three apple, a tree, three apple trees that remained undamaged. The soil, the soil analysis revealed unusual radioactivity, and the sample of grass taken from the circle proved to be scorched. It was also found that the biological rhythm of the moles, wow, well, we living close by, had been disturbed. Although it was only autumn, they were beginning to come out of hibernation, unlike other members of their species farther away from the site. So Anything some else? Anything UFO else add, tails thrown at you thick and fast. <laughs> Wait. <Hey. laughs> throwing things at me thick and fast. <laughs> that book sounded thick and landed fast, <laughs> for sure. <clears throat> All right. Anything else to add to this episode? I think we're done. We should get out of here. Slightly shorter than our regular ones because of our slightly later start due to my slightly fuller SD card. <laughs> Um, on that note we'll call that another episode of lights in the sky podcast join us next week thanks for listening to our episode it was quick and fast and thick (laughs) toodaloo